0: extra extra reading the issue raw news unapologetic no tissue catch the wave the flow first certain nothing put you in like a pittsburgh current free from the influence nothing less than no flexing aim for aggression. we cover news
1: politics off forms and entertainment that comes in all sources
0: good afternoon everyone welcome to the pittsburgh current pants optional podcast today uh We are going to be talking with the most honorable Bethany Hallam, Allegheny County counselor at large uh, about some things going on with your June 2nd primary. Uh, But before I do, I want to remind you that the newest uh, electronic edition of the Pittsburgh Current is available uh, for download on our website or in your inbox. Um, We have a, uh, the cover this week is a very nice photo that should be popping up, but it's not, uh, taken by our own Jake Mislipchik. Um, and uh, we have a story by Amanda Reed on the, uh, intermission currently going on in the cultural district, um, and how they're hoping to come out of that, as well as, um, on our website, on our website, Jake has a story this week about how, uh, Liberty Magic is returning tomorrow night for, or tonight, I'm sorry, tonight at 7:30 for a virtual magic show. So be sure to check that out. Yes, Bethany, I see you. Very excited about that over there. Wow. Uh, I know. Um, and uh, I also want to congratulate uh, our members of our staff uh, and contributors who were nominated as finalists for the Golden Quill Awards for the Western Press Club of Western PA. Uh, Jake, the aforementioned Jake um, has was nominated in the category of Best um, uh, uh Photo essay, sorry. Uh, Margaret Welsh is um, for Best Feature. Uh, Rebecca Addison for Science and Technology Reporting. And very proud of Rob Rogers' Return on Brute on Grant. Return of Brute on Grant was also nominated for a Golden Quill. So congratulations to those folks. And those awards will be handed out sometime this fall, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, so that's all. Just you know like,
1: Rebecca Addison my cousin, right?
0: I do know that Rebecca Addison is your cousin, Bethany Hallam, actually. Yeah, I've... Uh, I've talk to you about it. I got all the inside scoop on you. That's for sure <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that hasn't been in the papers, of course, so um, <laughs> Anyway, Bethany is with us today because we're going to talk about some things that happened in the last week dealing with the upcoming June 2nd primary um, As well as of course being on County Council and a member of the jail oversight board Bethany is also a member of the Allegheny County Board of Elections Is that correct, Bethany? I have that title correct, most honorable. You have that correct. Awesome, and so there was a meeting yesterday and um, We'll start we'll start there and then work back to the things that happened earlier in the week. So Obviously, there's a concern about from workers Workers who work the polls on election day. They're concerned about their safety about their health, etc um, so obviously some kind of thing had to happen, but you can explain a little more, but in a nutshell, what the proposal, which has to be signed off by the Department of State, I believe, um, basically the county wants to consolidate sixty percent of polling places in the county? Uh, no
1: way more than that. So. There's, oh, it is there's, more
0: there's,
1: than- yeah, Act 12 actually allows us already to as a county to consolidate up to 60% of our polling locations, the resolution asks for permission to take it further. Because 60% of 1,323 polling locations, I mean, math is not always my forte, but it's like 600. So what the the resolution asks is for permission to consolidate even further down to 138.
0: Right. So 138, and how many do we currently have? Uh, 1,323. Okay. And so let's talk about the, I I think one of the major issues is the way that there's, that this is, I mean, there's no way to fairly divide up that few polling places anyway, but basically every municipality is going to get one. Is that correct? The city of Pittsburgh, how many? Nine, one
1: for each city council district.
0: Right. One for each council district. And um, so take me through that a little bit. Obviously I know from talking to you before and from your comment, us talking about it a little bit before the show. This is obviously not something you agree with. What did you go in there? Like, what would be a good, a good um, solve to this problem in your mind?
1: So I think the consolidation of 60% of polling locations is something that's a more feasible and mm-hmm. equitable solution because we would then have had time to prepare for this. Instead, right. we're less than, I don't even know the count now, we're less than 50 days out from election day. Oh. And so... Even to consolidate in any form at this time I would argue is is way too little time to be able to do that but also the, this resolution, the language of it, makes it seem as if every municipality is equal, as if every city council That's district correct. is equal, but they are not. And anybody who's been around the county in any capacity knows that. You know, we have some municipalities that are less than one square mile in total area, and we have some that are almost 20 square miles. Right. We have some... Uh, municipalities where in the whole municipality there's only a few hundred registered voters and right. we have other municipalities that have tens of thousands of registered voters right. so,
0: so, to, so for example there could be there would be one in say uh, westview westview someplace like that and then there would also only be one in Monroeville, exactly. which doesn't really obviously balance out the numbers there yeah that's uh and and That's so I mean. it, it is actually more than eighty five percent of the polling places. Um,
1: did you have a calculator? I did. I yeah,
0: did. I, I knew. The, it. <laughs> I a little math for you, Bethany. You didn't come prepared. Just kidding. Um, so, so that um, I mean, this almost. I mean, I know that God forbid we say this. Of of although the so just to because this goes to my next point. Voting in favor of this proposal yesterday was Allegheny County Chief Executive Rich Fitzgerald and Allegheny County Council person at large, Republican, comma, Republican, Sam DeMarco voted in favor of this. Sure. So that, that kind of leads, I'm not saying anything about anybody's political whatever, but four years ago or whatever it was, six years ago, whenever it was that we were, we were battling um, against um, uh, laws that were intentionally limiting voter access, I mean, this really feels like a move at controlling voter access. Now, even if that's an unintended possibility, you've got to be worried about that. I mean, there are people who are not going to be able to vote on right. Election Day because, number one, they're either not going to know where to go or, number two, they're not going to have a way to get there.
1: Exactly. And so many people are used to walking out their front door on election day, walking down the street to their church or fire station or elementary school and voting. And for some people, they've been doing that for decades at their same polling location. And so my, you know, a big concern of mine is that people are going to go to that polling location that they've used, they're voted at it for every election in their voting life. Time. And when they see the polls close, they're going to turn around and go home, even if there's signage on the door. Um, so they did clarify yesterday that they will be sending a letter to every registered voter of their new polling location and posting signage on the doors of each original polling location. But I know so many people that it's hard for them to get to a minute out of their day to go in and vote. Lots of, you know, young families bringing young children along to do so. And so it's hard enough for those people to get to their original poll. They show up, see it's closed. How many of those people are going to turn around and go home and not exercise their right to vote? That's that's definitely a concern. You know, if even one single voter is disenfranchised, we have lost.
0: Yeah. And let, let's take, for example, Let's let's take, and you may have a better example, but let's take Council District Nine, and the reason I say Council District Nine is because there is there are a number of people that are um, that are 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 people who struggle financially, who struggle economically. Um, they're also it's also a very large district, and it's also you know there's a there's a block of African American voters in that district. So my thought would be, okay, so where are you going to put that so people who maybe don't have a car. And now we know that, you know, uh, public tra- we don't know what public transportation will look like on June 2nd. So th- those are, so we're not only talking about making it difficult for, you know, the average person. I mean, this is, this is going to make it difficult for people who have to take three buses to buy groceries. I mean, so we're talking about that kind of an issue and now you're going to make them, you know, go somewhere else to vote. And, Again, it's doing someplace different isn't the issue. It's the variety that you have. And that's so who's going to decide where, where these go in each district?
1: Uh, So each, after the state gives uh, the elections division, they were supposed to have a call today. I don't know the results of that call. I wasn't invited. Um, But after they get, if they get permission from the state, they will immediately have elections divisions workers start calling each municipality. Um, Mm -hmm. I know uh, one of my friends is on the Ross township board of commissioners and they were discussing it at one of their calls today. And where are we going to put this? So the suggestion in the resolution is that it will be at every municipal building, but lots of municipal municipal buildings can't handle thousands right. of voters, right. nor do they want it. For example, um, if a, if they want to offer up a school, does the school want to have to deal with the sanit- sanitizing it afterwards, you know? Right. And a concern of mine is, I know I live in Ross Township, our municipal building has, uh, the police station is located at the same place as the municipal building. How many people are going to receive their letter, tell them to go vote at their municipal building, they pull up to the municipal building, and the police are there. So we're talking about people who maybe have a suspended license, who maybe have a warrant out for whatever reason, people who are on probation and parole, people who have had um, negative experiences with law enforcement in the past. We need to be talking about all of these folks, too, who aren't comfortable showing up and voting at a police station on election day
0: it would see ross is a good example because so it just gives you the idea of okay what are they thinking so i understand the why i understand why we need to consolidate but then you think like are they even thinking that you okay so now everybody in ross township and i don't you may know how many voters that is uh but a lot it's a lot of voters um so are they going to take special um you know, special, like, are there going to be more than the normal four booths, you know, that there usually are? I mean, is a place like, a, like the mall, something like that, some kind of alternate decision so, or some kind of alternate location, is that a possibility? And we just don't know, right? I mean, did, do they have a concrete plan or is the municipal building in each municipal? That is the, that is the plan.
1: Yeah, so that's what the resolution outlines. And and they mentioned at the Board of Elections meeting yesterday that they will be reaching out to each municipality and asking them where. Mm-hmm. Because we need to figure out the where soon so right. that we can get those letters out and let people know where to vote.
0: Right. Because you're almost if you're going to do this, it has to be like, they have to be almost like mega sites. They have to be like, you can't just have it run like, you know, you're running it in the cafeteria at a local school. I mean, it has to be. A sizable undertaking. If not, that is certainly, like I said, that's voter disruption because people aren't going to, how long are they going to stand in line with other people?
1: In a presidential primary, right? And I understand the argument that, okay, it's not a contested presidential primary, but we have lots of down-ballot contested primary races right now that I'm concerned about. And so are we maybe, is the county maybe taking this less seriously because it's not a contested presidential primary? I sure hope not, you right. know, because, these, you know, I'm a big, all politics is local and these local races are really what are going to affect your life a lot more than just yeah. sitting in the White House. So we need to be making sure that these are fair and accessible elections. You know, we we need to be removing barriers for people to vote, not creating more barriers. Right. And, that, and, and that, that's yeah. a transportation issue too. I can't take a bus from my house to my municipal building. I can't do that. Um, right. You know, you talk about somewhere like McKeesport, you know, right. where lots of folks, don't have access to public transportation to get anywhere, let alone to their municipal building. It's not like um, that was, you know, that whenever Port Authority designs their routes, they don't necessarily have, have making sure everybody can get to their municipal right. building into front one of their mind, you know? Exactly. Because it's typically not somewhere that everyone goes to. So it's not always the most accessible place. Right, yeah, a lot of residents may not know where their municipal building is, you know? Right, and, and that that's was one of the arguments that was made was that everyone knows where their municipal building is. But again, I bet that's not true
0: yeah it's 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 just it seems to it just seems like it seems like it feels like voter disruption again i know there's a need but this just seems to be a plan that wasn't really thought out thoroughly
1: and um, and that's my biggest concern for example i saw the language as a board of elections member my first view of the language of the resolution was a few hours prior to the meeting really. So why was I not consulted about this as a member of the Board of Elections, right? Why was, um, you know, Sam DeMarco not consulted on it as a member of the Board of Elections? Why were each municipalities not consulted on this prior to its introduction and adoption? I mean, there's just so many, this feels very rushed. Um, I think that in in general, we have way too many polling locations in Allegheny County. I I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you on that, that 1,323, that's a lot. So in normal times, this is something, consolidation of polling locations is something that should have been addressed years ago, with lots of thought put into place to make sure again, that everyone has equal access, that there are fair numbers of people per location, that we're not having 1000s of people at one location, and 10 at another, you know, and so This just feels very rushed. And again, it makes me nervous, very nervous for any candidate that's on the ballot right now. I mean, we've talked before about how hard it is the campaign in times of a global pandemic. And with the election date being changed, from April 28th to June 2nd most campaigns had budgeted till April 28th and then to suddenly have additional months placed on that they need to be able to survive financially throughout and can't knock any doors because nobody's going outside we're all quarantined, so there's already so many obstacles in place for the candidates and now we're adding additional obstacles and adding obstacles for every single voter as well right
0: and, and let's break that down a little bit. I mean, let's let's talk progressive to progressive, Bethany, if we may.
1: Yeah, there we are all some pro- hands, pro-
0: there are some problematic races out there that, um, well, in one you have no incumbent, but you have the endorsed candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about in the South Hills. We're talking about um, we're talking about Heather Cass uh, um, being getting the <laughs> you, you go to our site. <laughs> Go to Beth and Don't get me Twitter. started on this today. I was having a good day. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. Well, we don't have to, just, we don't have to get into the. Uh, she made some, you know, she's made some some very, forget about anti progressive. I mean, just anti Dem. Uh, uh, sort of the core, right. Anti people, the kind of the core beliefs. And so, and I'm sure everybody, a lot of people, most people who are watching this probably know that story. But you have that race. You have, you have, um, uh, Jessica Benham, who had been, who's been, you know, running since last fall. Um, and I would think with, with the, um, with the nomination, that's going to make that race very tight. You've every sort of every, she's going to be, they're going to be campaigning right up until the day. So, you know, any sort of change, um, you know, I would think it's going to favor incumbents. It's going to favor, um endorse candidates although again we've talked about the effectiveness of that nowadays but if you have a if you have a decreased voter turnout i think then that 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 maybe comes into play a little more um so there are like i said there are in the 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 summer the summer lee race and and um your
1: opponent was endorsed by the county executive and the democratic party
0: who apparently was at the head of drafting this plan as you are um as you as you, I assume, as, as I assume that that's where it came from. It came from either Fitzgerald or at Fitzgerald's direction. Cause that, that's where it came from, right? It came, he's, he's yes. the third member on the board. So that's where he it is. Came
1: the from. chair of the board of
0: elections. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, it just, it seems, it seems problematic and it seems like, um, you hope there are unintended consequences. Um, but in this County, as you know, everything becomes political. And so I think yeah. there's also a worry when people start, when this starts filtering out and getting out to people, I think people are gonna be like, hey wait, you know, where am I gonna have to go to vote? I mean, you know, so I, I think it's I think it's problematic just from an optics standpoint. Forget about just the pure logistics of the whole thing.
1: I've talked to voters. I mean, I've been doing a lot of phone bankings for candidates like who have contested primaries, uh, Summer Lee and Jessica Benham and Emily Kincaid. And am I missing someone?
0: probably but um probably uh, but yeah but yes
1: but you know i've been doing phone banking and i've talked to voters who didn't even know that election day was changed voters who didn't even know that you're allowed to mail and vote as of this election i've talked to people who do not and this isn't one or two folks this is multiple people who are telling us that they didn't even get any they haven't seen any of the advertisements right. so you're telling me that people who don't even know that they're not supposed to vote on april 28th are now going to show up to vote on june 2nd and at a new location potentially stand in line for hours right It just it seems ludicrous to me i just there's a better way to do this and i'm upset that this is what the final plan is. So I'm, I'm hoping I haven't, again, heard an update from what the Department of State yeah. has said on this. Um, in yesterday's meeting, the Elections Division uh, predicted that they would have an answer today and would start calling municipalities today. Um, I'm assuming that the state approved the plan uh, because they seemed very confident that that yeah. was going to happen.
0: the so, legwork could have and probably should have been done already.
1: Already, that is exactly my point. Uh, When we had a board of elections meeting months ago, pre-coronavirus, we had talked about hundreds of thousands of dollars that were set aside for advertisement about mail-in voting. So when we're talking to folks who still have no idea that that's a thing, we have a problem in our marketing project. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm concerned about, is if we can't even let people know of the date that an election has changed to, how are we going to let them know of all these different provisions that are in place? Are we going to require that every voter show up with a mask? Um, We have have enough PPEs for all of the poll workers, so we do know that, that the county has acquired, I think it was 6,700 sets of masks and gloves, hand sanitizer, two to three hand sanitizers for every polling location, and the warehouse, because remember, all of those mail-in ballots are being housed at one warehouse right and so we have ppes for the workers but what about the people standing in line am i going to be standing next to somebody who's coughing all over me while i'm waiting in line for two hours on election day probably
0: i mean it's 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 more than likely it's more than likely that you're going to be standing in a line with somebody within however you know and look six feet i doubt that i doubt that that parameter very much but um somebody there's a good chance of somebody in that line with you or somebody who and again, I know they're going to sanitize the machines probably in between, but the fact is is, you don't know that, and you're going to be in line with people who have Covid
1: nineteen. and you know, um, and, and remember, we also have brand new voting machines that most right. people have never been right. able to see at, including lots of poll workers. so yeah. so that's definitely a concern of mine as well. Um, we had only trained sixteen hundred poll workers prior to the shutdown order. So all of the rest of our poll worker trainings were canceled. If you remember, the county was hosting dozens of voting machine demonstrations all around the county. Those were all canceled because of the stay-at-home order. So so not only do we have the coronavirus aspect, but we also have the fact that how many people even know that we have brand new paper ballot machines that we're going to be voting with?
0: Right. And there are people that are going to... It doesn't matter what the new machine is. People freak out when they see something something different i remember i was 20 years ago the first time i ever voted in the city of pittsburgh i walked in uh on the south side and there was this huge wall of a goddamn punch ballot i'm like what the hell is this you know and so everybody gets overwhelmed when they see something new like that so it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard anyway and it just feels like this is making it harder um when there are other there are other options out there and that's so now let's go back a little bit to earlier in the week um and uh so let me talk about the legislation first but then i want to talk about something maybe a little behind the scenes
1: whatever you want charlie i'm in
0: appreciate it appreciate (laughs) you bethany you are a friend of current i am fuck
1: everybody give the current all your money these are hard times for everyone right now thank you and actually
0: we are going to talk about a new program at the end jake get that flyer up and ready Uh, don't show it yet Hi, Jake. Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't see him. It just says Jake on the screen. So I don't Me know. Me too. That's all I see. He's in there somewhere. Um, so you introduced legislation earlier this week and um, you can go into the detail, but the biggest thing in there for my takeaway is basically we're going to mail you a mail-in ballot. You're also going to put a stamp, adre- stamp, self-addressed stamped envelope in there. So it's really, you take it out of your mailbox, you put it back in your mailbox yep. and That would so you introduce that, and um, and the
1: next day the county executive said it was happening.
0: Yes, yeah, and so but you're
1: for democracy.
0: Yeah, and your but your legislation did go to committee uh, or was so that's what I want to talk about.
1: I'm rolling my eyes a little bit. I don't know. I know
0: well that's what I want. I want to get to a couple things, uh, my observations of that situation as well as others. But talk a little bit about your legis or your your legislation and sort of what you wanted to do, what's going to happen, and so forth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually pretty simple. What it said was that every registered voter in Allegheny County will receive a mail-in ballot application with prepaid postage, and then when their ballot is sent to them, they will receive the ballot with prepaid postage as well. That all applications will be sent out by the county by... May 8th was the deadline that the right. legislation gave. And so what happened, I mean, to me, that's a no brainer, right? I know that like a, f- a week or two prior, uh, the county executive had released a statement calling on the state to do mandatory mail-in voting so mm-hmm. that we didn't have to open any polling locations. I'm a big fan of mail-in voting. I know a lot of people aren't, uh, but, but to me, any, again, any obstacles you can remove from people, even if that right. is getting in their car and having to go to their polling location, right. removing an obstacle. So um, yeah, so I introduced that legislation. Um, I even did diligence and I called the executive and let him know he was going to be introducing this prior to the agenda count so that he had a heads up, right, the, You know, team building. And so I I, get, I let him know that I was gonna do it and he was supportive of it. So because of that, I just assumed then this was a no brainer, this was gonna pass, right? The Democrats have a 12-3 majority on county council. Um, the only real divide is I guess like progressives versus more conservative Democrats, right? right? That's really where it ends yeah. up. So if we have the backing of a county executive and the progressive members of council, Uh, for a piece of legislation, it seemed it was going to be successful. And so uh, we introduced it, and then we motioned to waive the second reading. Because it's such a timely ordinance, we wanted to make sure that we could do it immediately. So in normal times, legislation gets introduced, the president of council sends it to a committee, Mm -hmm. it gets worked on, amended, all changes are made in committee, and then it comes out of committee and for a full vote at council okay so you can waive the second reading and with um a two-thirds vote which would be 10 council you can say we're voting on this now and we're you remember legislation we passed for the conversion therapy ban yes right um so anyways we tried to do that and it was liv bennett and myself and no one else with us to pass that legislation so it, the legislation didn't fail the wave of the, the waving of the second reading failed which right. meant that it went to is that a good backstory
0: it is okay it is and it sets up very nicely my question so um it's not like waving the second reading is a new is, a, is an odd thing i mean it happens all the time it happened on tuesday to something else, two weeks ago or three. Well, I don't even know how long ago it was. Now, um, when you introduced legislation, um, it was not waived for second reading. And every other piece of legislation, I feel, was waived for second reading. Not, not if it has my name, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, so that's what I want to ask you. So I, you ran. You ran on. It's kind of probably generic to so say you ran on change, but you did. You ran on. You ran on. On. On on open government, on cleaning up government, on, on on kind of bringing government back to the people, bringing it, like, you know, getting them more involved and so forth.
1: And it should be, and As, it should have always been, yeah. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> you think there were people on there long enough that would have kind of thought, oh, you know what, I think we're doing this shit wrong. Let's, you know, let's <laughs> switch it up. Let's switch it up and do the right thing for once. Um, but you, Liv Bennett, um, and some others, and even on Pittsburgh City Council, we see the same thing um so you're trying to do you're trying to do something you're trying to do the right thing number one you're trying to do something different and people apparently don't like different so what i want to ask you is so the other legislation a couple weeks ago was of course legislation that would allow the county to basically release um a large number of of incarcerated individuals from the allegheny county jail as well as the um, i believe like the Let's say halfway house, for lack of a better word. I think people understand that that word. Alternative
1: but, housing facility.
0: Alternative housing facility, yes. Um, Which
1: you, by the way, wrote a great article about ACTA the other day. So let's plug that you. too. Yeah,
0: no, and it's it's right. And then the union came out later that day that there are some there are some heavy issues there. So that's you know maybe if we have time we'll maybe get into that a little bit because um, I'm interested on your your take on that stuff. So I already know your take, but other people might be <laughs> interested. Um... <laughs> Do you feel like this is personal more than it's it's just business? I mean or does it ever get to oh, that yeah.
1: point? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I think anybody who thinks that there isn't some personal things that go into political decisions, doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, You see it at all levels of government. I mean, county council isn't the only one you see it locally, you see it on school boards, you see it at the federal level, you see it at the state level, right? Right. Um, So I definitely think it's personal. And I think um, something that I've seen is that when people read a piece of legislation, meaning other members of council, and they see that it's me and Liv Bennett sponsoring it, even if they think it sounds like a great idea in their head, they're like, Oh, this must be some of that progressive shit. I don't know if I should support <laughs> this, you know. <laughs> and I'm so not even not if not they recruit, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I, I definitely see a lot of that. And my biggest, and this is like an overarching concern, it, to answer your question, is that what I keep hearing, and I am so sick and tired of hearing this, is, oh, well, we can't do that. That's not up to us. We don't have, we don't right. have the authority to do that. But right. here's the thing: there's been. Did we have the authority to tell licensed medical professionals what they can do in regards to the conversion therapy ban? Right. Y'all had no problem passing that. I right. voted for it as well. You know, um, the city of Pittsburgh, with their paid sick leave legislation, everybody told them, you can't do this. Right. This will never hold up in court. And here we are years later, at the beginning of a global pandemic, it gets implemented after surviving a fight at right. the Supreme Court. So I am of the mindset, we have to try. I was elected to do the best job that yeah. I possibly can to represent my constituents, to stand up for them, to fight for them tooth and nail every single day. And I'm not going to stop doing that even when other members of council can't seem to find the courage to do so themselves. And so I definitely have seen a lot of that they love to pass they love to introduce proclamations they love to pass symbolic motions of council you know but when it comes to actually implementing ordinances mandatory legislation it's like oh i don't think we can do that you can they always tell me oh you can you can introduce that as a motion i don't what's the point why did that why do you run for office to do symbolic motions and proclamations i mean why are you here Let's, let's pass some legislation, let's make a change. Right. That's what we were elected to do. Yeah. People don't go yeah. and vote for who they prefer to pass the most exciting symbolic motions. Right. You know, they, they, they vote for you to pass legislation and we have done so little of that. And it's very frustrating because it's not despite our attempts, you know, it's just the fact that uh, it's hard to find, you know, I need eight allies to right. accomplish anything. And so, like, great, we passed the, the, the jail ordinance got turned into a motion, right? right? Um, the rent abatement, rent freeze got turned into a motion, right? Um, they passed the motion asking the state to mandate mail-in balloting, which we knew wasn't going to happen, right? Right. So it's like, what is the point of that? And it is so frustrating to me because- I'm one of those people where I always think that if I present a valid, rational argument that I can potentially change your mind. I mean, I know there's some far right wingers out there who I'm never going to change their perspective on things. And I get that. But I have 12 Democrats on council. And you're telling me there's not eight of them who are willing to try to fight for their constituents? You know, that's so disappointing to me. And you know what it says? It says we're going to have a busy next year primarying a lot of those people on council.
0: And that's the thing. And, and, you know, anybody who doesn't think that, you know, that they, if anybody there thinks their seat is safe,
1: I mean, that's just, that's just. No one is safe in Allegheny County. If you haven't learned that over the past couple of years, you better wake up and pay attention. You're exactly right. You're exactly right.
0: And, And what, what gets me is the other thing that you, and you kind of hit on this. One of the other things that you ran on was Council is a rubber stamp. I wish it was a better word than rubber stamp. That seemed old, too old school. But basically- but it's there it's a are great some, visual. Yeah. <laughs> there are actually some terms, but I, I, I don't want to use them. Um, but that council is a rubber stamp for the county executive. And so in just your- f- short what is this five four months right it feels like 10 years charlie <laughs> it feels like you've been there it feels like you've had at least your first 18 months in office because um yeah. you haven't you've gotten in there you've mixed it up some but um that was something that you that you said you were going to and and wanted to change and you literally like i don't know maybe maybe i i want to just sort of uh, for the folks motion of counsel is basically um, it's not binding, but it's oh, hey, we strongly recommend that you well, if you strongly recommend, then just pass it. And I've covered more city council over the years than I have county council, but I'm sure county council has it too. But city council has dozens and if not hundreds of legislation of laws on the books that have never been enforced, that were never enforceable. But they did they do that and they did that because you know, let's see if we can, if we can get it done. They thought it was important to do. And there are a lot of tons of laws. I'm sure on the County books as well. That just have never been enforced. You're supposed to, but they haven't been enforced. And and city council has, or the Pittsburgh city, Pittsburgh has a ton of that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's something that councils do. And I don't know if there was ever like, you know, I, I I don't know. I feel like the people were told, when this was new, I mean, I don't know. I was there when this—the first time this council met—20 years ago or whatever. That twenty, yeah, 20 years ago now. That so was my opponent. What's that? He was so there. Was you're, you're he. He looked a little younger. He looked a little more. Actually, he did not look any more spry than he did when he left. But um, John's a good dude. It's just, but have some political courage. And I'm not just yeah. talking about John DeFazio. I'm talking about a lot of people on there. Very good case in point, I think, is um, so. You are the chairperson of the, uh, of the nominations or nomination or uh, appointment review committee, appointment review committee. Right. So all the boards and so forth around the County have members. And so you are um, you run that committee and um, you've said right after, and I knew that was, a, that was a committee you wanted because you wanted to make sure that the best people were on there. And I, I assume that it's generally gone well up until <laughs> the last couple of weeks so what seems like a very easy decision to me, you have a you have an a jail oversight board member who hasn't been to a meeting in five years, while at the same time attended all the meetings for the other board that the person was on. Now, and it was up for two appointments
1: at the same time to right. both of the And
0: on your committee, you voted to approve her reappointment to the other committee. Mm-hmm. But because she hadn't attended a meeting in five years, and I'm laughing because it sounds like if you don't show up at anything for five years, you know, if you, don't, if you don't show up at your bowling league for five years and all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, I want back in. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. So, rightly so, you, t- you, 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 got, you talked it over, it was uh, thought out, and then a recommendation, uh, recommendation was made to not reappoint, if that's the correct term. a recommendation. But, so you recommend that they not reappoint this person. Easy um that apparently didn't sit well let's let's just start and say I'm assuming it didn't sit well with the person let's say that they went to the county executive or the county didn't sit well with the county executive so there's starting to be some um uh campaigning behind the scenes and promises that oh you know this person she'll come to every meeting and if she ever misses one you know she'll resign and so forth but it really seems like a no brainer, even not a no, Even if it's not a no brainer, even if people are like, look, this person has served, you know, served over the last 20 years and um, etc. you say, well, let's let's give him another chance. I mean, you can you can talk that out. But this was a cut and dried. Your committee voted. No, we don't recommend. So some phone and some phone banking <laughs> happened. Um, and so by the time the next Tuesday comes around, the meeting comes around. It's time to vote on the appointments um reappointments um everyone on your not everyone on your committee but most of the people on your committee
1: changed their vote council as a whole is actually on the appointment review committee
0: okay so they're on the whole thing all right so okay so you had a majority and by tuesday what day what day was the hearing hearing, like a thursday or something or when it was gone yeah right by tuesday you're done you know there's it's 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 gone and you know, and, and it was almost like a lot of them read off the same script about how, you know, why they changed their mind and, and so forth. And I don't know. It just it it seems I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it just it, I mean, it's hard to look at the situation and say that, you know, it's not being it's not being done just because it's you. It, 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 no, it's I, not,
1: had, yeah. I had council members who told me that they received a phone call from the county executive telling yeah. them to give her a chance. And my thing was, we gave her a second chance. The last time that she was appointed to the seat was four years ago. Okay. And she, she hadn't attended any meetings prior to that appointment as well. So she had multiple chances. This isn't a second chance. I'm a big fan of giving people second chances. This isn't a third chance or a fourth chance. This is a fifth chance to show up once a month for not even an hour oftentimes, you know? Yeah. you can't make that commitment. You don't deserve the seat. There are 1.3 million people in Allegheny County who would love to help protect the health and well-being of those incarcerated right. in Allegheny County. Right. And so you're telling me that this is the best person that exists for this job. Right. And th- the other thing is the county executive gets to pick, like he's the one who puts right. the appointments forth. So if she were to get denied. He gets to pick the next person. It's not right. like Bethany gets to put whoever whoever she wants on there. Right. Yeah. You know? So so that you I can't help but feel that, that that's personal, right? right? Because because you get to pick someone else. If you put anyone else, anyone in the whole world for forward for this, I don't have five years of attendance records to use against them. Yeah. You know? So so it just seems I can't understand. And then I mean, literally, the day. That's, this is the funny part about this, if we want right. to laugh. Um, so the day that this all happened and, you know, the the county executive and the person herself and all the members of council said, well, she told me she's not, she's going to show up now. We actually had a vote that day for the jail oversight board. We didn't meet, but we were voting because uh, they had canceled the April meeting. Right. And I argued that that was actually not allowed to do. You would have to take a vote for that. So we actually had a vote by email where you had like four hours to submit your vote. Right. She didn't vote. Every single other person did, but she didn't. Right. So literally the day after the day that she gets put back on this board, she didn't vote. Like how, maybe how, you
0: didn't know what day the second, maybe the second chance didn't go into effect until like a week later. You don't know. Yeah.
1: I didn't have the deadline on that apparently. But, but that's my thing is yeah. I ask every single person that comes through the appointment review committee, two questions. Right. Okay. If, if it is a new appointment, I ask them if they have any, if they foresee any potential conflicts of interest to serving on this board or authority. Okay. And then anybody who's up for a reappointment, I ask them what percentage of meetings have you attended in your time on this board of, or authority? So I ask every single person, the same question. I am an equal opportunity appoint appointer. Right. So like, Everyone has asked this question and she answered, I've attended 80% of the meetings. Well, actually, let me pull my attendance sheet out because it's actually 8 You We've attended 8% of the meetings since you've been on this board. Why do you deserve this seat? over someone who has dedicated their life to fighting against injustices at the Allegheny County jail and alternative housing facilities? Why do you deserve this seat when there are so many other people who are willing to make the time to participate in their, the board they're appointed to? Why are you putting your name up for two boards if you can't show up to one of them? Yeah. No, like you can have your other one. Like we, we passed unanimously for that. Please go continue doing the great job that you're doing there. in the, great work that you're doing because everyone I talked to said this lady is a nice person but the, at the end of the day Ev, all of those same people told me but she doesn't show up right so I'm, I was very frustrated with that I was most frustrated with the people who from one day to the next in a matter of less than the week switch their votes because nothing changed you were presented all the facts in the committee meeting and you voted not to approve her based off those facts and then all it takes is a call from the county executive doesn't that just reinforce the rubber stamp argument that we make all the time about county council right all of those same people who flip-flopped on their votes are the ones who told me they were so excited that myself and Liv Bennett were on council and we're gonna make it useful have it do something for once. And right. now here they are resorting to the same old methods because that's what they know. And it's 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 really disgusting to me. It's upsetting more so than anything because I really I really believed a lot of people when they told me they were ready for a change. But actions speak louder than words. You know, Believe people when they show you who they are. Right. And people on council have been showing me who they are every single day since I've been sworn in on January 2nd. So I believe them.
0: So I've, I'm actually getting a wrap it up text, but I, I have actually have two more. I will... I'll, well, one final question on the um, on the vote by mail. We'll wrap up with that, but I, I want to bring up that It's something that I've thought about, and something that I I hear it a lot. Like we, I've heard it like I've heard it said to you in conversation with you. It's said like, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Sometimes it feels like they're specifically pointing that at you. Like, oh, Bethany, you know. You got a second chance. Where would you be without your second chance? You know, and I it's got also, a second chance because I work my ass right. off. But and it's almost thing. like they play that card against you yes. a lot, and and that happened in again. We're not going to get into that whole situation, but it happened before. You know, and 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 it just, just seems something. Is that something that is um getting pretty old? I got to think it's getting pretty old for you. You know, even if you continue to handle yourself with the with the grace and and, and that you always do uh, in these yeah, situations. Probably. But it's got to be <laughs> pissing you off because it always comes out that somebody always mentions about how important 2nd everyone gets a second chance. And it's very important. And it's always like, right,
1: Bethany? Yeah, until it comes to voting about legislation about right. protecting people who are incarcerated right, right now. You know, until it comes to protecting sex workers from right. having consensual adult sex with other people and get, ending up in jail because of that. Right. until it comes to people who abuse drugs or alcohol, you know, like you want to say second chances for someone who doesn't show up for a board, but when it comes to the criminal justice reform that everybody wants to act like they're an advocate for, where, where are you on that? You know? So, so, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, am I sick and tired of hearing it? But the thing is, you know, I've had a life, right? So there is nothing that right. these establishment folks can do or right. say to me that I haven't had have said to me right. or done to me, you know? Right. So I can mean, keep, try your best shot. (laughs) Uh, I just, it bothers them a lot more than it bothers me. So, I mean, if that's, if that's what helps them sleep at night, go ahead, babe.
0: (laughs) So we have a, we have a question that I lost, but the gist of it was, what do we need to do to get the word out? So what, what are the best ways to get the word out about mail-in balloting? Is it, is it ma- more mail? Is it billboards? What's what's sort of the, what's the plan? Do they
1: mean what's like, what should the county do? Or like, what can you, what can people do? I
0: think they're saying what what can officially be done by the county or the state, whomever. But yeah, they're, they're looking at what would be. So, uh,
1: so one of my, one of the biggest concerns about that, um, I think I mentioned earlier is that, you know, months ago we talked to at a board of elections meeting again, pre COVID-19, we had yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars that were set aside in a marketing budget for letting people know about mail-in voting. Okay. Right. So the problem is that lots of that money was put towards ads in like the DMV, which is shut down, right ads on public transportation, which you know has been they've consolidated routes and people aren't using public transportation like they used to be um, ads in movies at the movie theaters which <laughs> you we've know, the movies right now you know what i mean so so whenever everything changed and i and i totally understand i mean uh, there covid-19 has brought forth a lot of a lot of situations that again nobody was prepared for i don't care if you've been in an elected office for 20 30 years or if this is your your first year in office nobody could have foreseen the the scope of this affecting us. But but the problem is that as soon as we knew that there was going to be an issue here, we needed to start talking about the election day. Right. And so instead of waiting until we're a little over a month away from the election and now we're going to scramble. What? Sorry. Was that <laughs> I you?
0: I was checking Facebook and and you started talking from two minutes ago. I'm sorry. I was checking <laughs> questions. <laughs>
1: No, you can check questions. That's fine. I just thought I heard my voice, or you your did. Voice.
0: No, yeah, but when I check questions, your your it started the thing. So
1: I knew I, I enjoyed know. that voice. Uh, but yeah, really. So so what we can do for mail-in yeah. voting? I mean, the the county needs to adjust their marketing plan. Um, State Representative Summer Lee just posted on Facebook the other day that she was watching TV literally a couple days ago and right. saw an ad on TV from the county advertising the April twenty-eighth election. Really? Just a couple days ago. And okay. now, for everybody watching, the election is no longer on April 28th. It is on June 2nd.
0: Yes, do not So the fact vote. that we
1: have known that for quite some time now, and that was the first time. I haven't seen a single ad from the county. I don't know if you have seen any ads about mail-in voting from the county.
0: We, we, we ran some earlier in the year. Okay. Um, and then, of course, when it hit us and we couldn't, uh, we're not – Publishing a print version anymore, so you know, um, yeah. But they, you know, but that hits our readership. But there are a lot of people out there who don't read our paper. Shame on you. But they Yeah, if you're know, reading <laughs> the.
1: Paper, well, but well,
0: yeah, yeah, but I understand that. But so I understand that they're, they're, they 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 want to spread out. But so yeah, but that's the I will say this that's the only reason is because we run them, and so.
1: Yeah. So think of all the folks who again unfortunately do not read the Pittsburgh Current, right? We have a, a very elderly population in Allegheny County, right? So folks who aren't on social media, most of my information it comes from Twitter and Facebook, you know? Yeah. And so we are helping each other by sharing information on there. Um, and, and the state has sent a postcard to everyone's house about mail and bad. I don't know if you got yours, but I got a postcard from the state. Um, and it was just addressed to like residents and our address, you know, so it was one for the whole house. So you're not duplicating efforts, you know? And so a lot, I'm worried that a lot of, folks aren't getting this messaging, you know? So so what can we do? I mean, I know the candidates who are running in uh, elections in this primary have been doing a lot of phone banking surrounding mail-in balloting, right. so that's great. Um, I challenge everybody to call five friends, especially if you have, yeah. you know, elderly friends or young friends who are usually non-voters. Yeah. Or, you know, I challenge everybody to call five people and let them know, hey, you can go on votespa.com and you can request your mail-in ballot. Or the county is mailing every registered voter an application. Right. And that will happen by May 7th.
0: And that's the thing when you talk about candidates trying to get the word out. So they already can't campaign like they normally would campaign. They've got to change up that. And now they're also tasked with making sure people know how they can vote. And it's just. It's gonna be what was what was shaping. well, it's gonna be. It's, we all knew it was gonna be an interesting election year. We just didn't think it would be because of, because of something like this. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wish I'd love to see. Like, I know lots of us are watching more Netflix now than we ever have. You know, mm-hmm. I'd love to see the county advertising on Netflix. A sure. lot of people I know are playing you know video games or games on their phone more often than they used to because they're at home with a lot of time. Put some ads on there you know, put put some paid ads on like some phone, cell phone games. Yeah. I mean, we have to get creative with this because every single decision that's made, you know, in government is the result of an election, right? right? And so if you're not happy with the fact that you're not being informed by your elected officials, the only way that you can change that is the vote. So, you know, it really truly is the cornerstone of our democracy. And so yeah. if, if people don't know where to vote or how to vote or even when to vote, we have a big, big problem on our hands. And so we need to do whatever we can. And I think there's so much more that can be done. You know, uh, nobody asked for my, my opinion about marketing plans for-
0: uh, What are you, an elected official? Why would they ask you?
1: <laughs> I find, I actually, Charlie, oftentimes I find my information about, from, about the county out from you. So really? thank you for that. Yeah.
0: So- Anything I can do. Yeah. Split that, split that big check with me.
1: <laughs> oh yes, Ele- almost eleven thousand dollars a year. Hey, I'm unemployed right now though, right? so hey, uh, that's 11- uh, so it's,
0: it's pretty good. Um, Bethany Hallam, thank you so much for um popping on tape the last minute. Like I said, this all just kind of went down yesterday, so we thought let's uh let's have a chat about this. Um, so yes, uh, check out. You should really follow Bethany on Twitter because if you want to know what's going on in the county, she she shares. She tells what's going on. She's not afraid to. I try this.
1: to, I think the transparency is so important and, and we don't see enough of
0: it. Right. Um, Bethany, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we go though, Jake, plenty of time. Hope you got that flyer ready. We are having a promotion right now and it's our, it's a pr- promotion called space for all. And what space for all is we're going to larger businesses, corporations, et cetera. And we're giving them an opportunity to buy advertisement space um, on our, any of our products on our digital edition, our website and so forth for that price you not only get an ad for yourself you are buying an ad for a smaller business who doesn't have the advertising budget a business is struggling now because of COVID 19 and you can pick the business or we'll help you hook you up with a business or a nonprofit. um so it's called the space for all um campaign if you want more information you can email bethany rue not bethany hallam uh, she'll want the commission. Uh, Bethany <laughs> at PittsburghCurrent.com. Uh, Bethany at PittsburghCurrent.com. And she will get you uh, all, all set up. And again, so the prices there are um, the our price we've reduced. We've reduced our prices from normal because this isn't a normal time. So um, buy an ad for yourself. Give one to a friend who's struggling right now. So um, check it out. Again, Bethany at PittsburghCurrent.com if you're interested in that. We will be back next week. We don't know how many of these podcasts we'll do. Oftentimes we just say, hey, let's do a podcast. So we'll see you next week for sure. Bethany Hallam, thank you again. This has been the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. Have a great week. Give